Turning your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6, where of course we're continuing our study of the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew presents Jesus as the King of the Jews. Now we're in a section which we call the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus is teaching how those who belong to Jesus Christ are to live. So he's saying, as believers, this is how we live in a fallen world. He's come to a long sloping hill near the Sea of Galilee, and he has gathered uh, his 12 disciples with him. He's already picked them out. We actually call them the 12 apostles. They're, he's teaching them, but there's a large crowd, and everybody he's listening. So when he teaches them, there's a a lot of people listening to what he has to say. We call this the Sermon on the Mount. We put this up a long time ago at the very start. In the very first start of chapter 5, he talks about the character. That's the Beatitudes. That's what we're supposed to be like. And then he talked about the fact he fulfills the law. And then over the last few weeks, we've been seeing the improper view of the law, where the Pharisees talked about murder. He says, you've heard this, but I say something else. So Jesus corrected basically how the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders looked at murder and adultery and divorce and oaths and retaliation and love and all that. Then he now moves into a second area, and this is where the practice is. They were actually doing some right things, like giving and praying and fasting and all that, but they were doing them for the wrong motives. And so we're going to see Jesus is going to take and teach what the right motive is. How how do you do it? Last week we saw giving. This week we get in the aspect of prayer, and we're going to be seeing this. So what we have is a contrast. The religious leaders in Jesus Christ, religious leaders looked at the external and the rules and the actions where Jesus Christ looked at the internal, the attitude, and the actions. And what we're going to see is that in the practice of the law, they had the wrong motivation. They were doing it for the wrong reason. And what we really, we could put it this way, and it's, it, it's really hard to think about it, but it's doing the right things for the wrong reasons. And the summary statement for the whole chapter is Matthew 6, 1, don't practice righteous acts to be seen by people. The goal is to please God, not to be seen by people. So when we do good things, like to pray or to to give or to to fast, as he says here, or some other things that he talks about, about how we use our wealth and those kind of things, he's saying the goal is not that other people would see what we do so that we can look good in front of them. The goal is that it's for the Lord and he will reward us. And so we'll see that. It is easy that when we do things, even for God, that we might want others to know. We say things like, you know, I gave this or I really helped here or, you know, I spent some time with. It's so easy uh, for us to be, you know, to, to, to do it and hope we're seen by other people. If we do, by the way, that's, that's our reward. The religious leaders wanted to be seen by other people. And so this morning we're going to talk about prayer. We have been seeing in our grow groups, we had did lesson 15 this morning, and we've been studying prayer, and that was our lesson 15. We're going to have 18 lessons. So it, if you've been in grow group, we've talked about prayer a lot. Well, now we've just now got to this in the Sermon on the Mount. And so uh, as we look at it, this is what we're going to see this morning, the issue of prayer. Why do we pray? And let me ask you this question. Do you, when you go out to eat and you're at a restaurant, do you pray for the meal? And do you pray so that other people see you praying or do you just pray because you're praying for the meal? I mean, think about that. There, there's just things to think about. When we, we've, uh, we've talked about praying already and we said that we can pray and ask God for things. That's called petition. We can ask for others. That's intercession. We can praise God for who he is. That's called worship. We can actually thank God, and that's thanksgiving. And then we can, can deal with our sins. That's confession. So there are a lot of different ways to pray. We've been seeing this in our study on Sunday mornings. And uh, here's the other thing. As we look at this passage, Jesus says that some people pray, and that was so that they could be seen by other people. Let me see. I press the button. There it is. Some were praying so they could be seen by others. 
Jesus called them hypocrites. And the word hypocrite actually means under a mask. When we think of a hypocrite, we, we think of a person who basically pretends to be one thing and is really something else. Well, that was the word for actor. The, the Greek word hypocrite is the word for actor because you were under a mask. You played a different part. And so as we look at Jesus and his teachings, uh, Sermon on the Mount, we find that some were praying so they could be seen by others and, and that kind of thing. And, and they wanted to be seen as religious and holy and godly. And so we're going to see how that ties together this morning. Uh, look at verse 1 just for a second be, of, of chapter 6. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward with your Father in heaven. He goes on to say that if you, if you practice your righteousness to be seen by men, you have no reward with God You've already got your reward, and that was your, the reward was to be seen. And so he calls them hypocrites, and he says that the religious leaders, they got no reward from God because they already had the reward in full, and that was to be seen. So here's the thing to think about. If you actually, and we talked last week or the week before last, about helping a little old lady across the street, and if you do that so everybody will see that you're helping a little old lady across the street, you got your reward. That's it right there, because that's exactly what you wanted. You wanted people to see that you wanted to help somebody across the street. But if you help that person across the street because you want to help that person across the street and you're not even thinking about that other things, God says, I'll reward you. And so it really, it's really some deep stuff as we look at this. So look at verse 5, because that's where we're going to start this morning. He says, when you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. So we're going to look at that. And before we do that, let me give you four things we're going to go through very quickly this morning. One is just a brief background on prayer. Then we're going to see the negative example. That's the, the religious leaders. Then we're going to see the proper way, how Jesus tells us to pray. And then he gives us a caution. He gives us a few instructions on prayer. So as we go through that this morning, we'll see those things. Let's start with the background and let's raise the, this question. And that is, what is prayer? And prayer simply is talking to God. That's what it is. We talked about it in our grow groups, and some people say, well, I don't know how to pray, or I don't have the right words, or, I don't know how to say it the right way. All prayer is, is you're talking to God, and you can talk to God anyway, just like you talk to, you just say, dear Heavenly Father, I, I need your help, I don't know what to do here. You can just talk to Him. We talk to our Heavenly Father. He, we, he, he talks to us through the Word, we talk to Him through prayer. And some people could say, well, why pray? Because he told us to pray. It's a way we maintain our fellowship with him, and it's good. And we can t pray, and we've said this many times, we can come to God anytime, anywhere, any place, about anything. So you can bring any request to him. We said that there were a, a number of different ways to pray in the Bible, different kinds of prayer in the Bible. And there's a prayer which we, we basically we call worship, and that's where you just come to God. And the Greek word for prayer there it actually means to put your face down. It's the idea of you're coming to God and you're worshiping him. So you can pray to God by saying, Lord, I, I recognize you are my God. You are my Savior. You are all powerful. You're worshiping him. There's a second thing is thanksgiving. And you can come to God and just say, Lord, thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Thank you for the way you answered that prayer. Thank you for giving me this. So we can do that. There's a third one, which is intercession, in which you pray for somebody else. And somebody may say, would you pray for this? And you say, oh, Lord, would you pray? Uh, would you take care of this person because they've got this thing coming up on Thursday? And so you pray for them. And then there's a fourth way to pray, which is petition, which actually means to ask for yourself. We can do that anytime we want to. We can say, oh, Lord, help me here. Oh, Lord, I'm doing not doing good here. Oh, Lord, help me when I come to this. Those kind of things. And then finally, 
finally, confession. And confession is actually means to tell on yourself. And when you sin, the Bible says in 1 John 1, 9, you're to confess your sins, which you tell on yourself. And he's faithful and just to forgive us. Now, I want to show you something from the Bible just to give you an idea of how this works. This is in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, where he says, First of all, then, I urge that entreaties and prayers, petitions, and thanksgiving be made on behalf of all men. Paul says that. Do you realize there are four different kind of prayers in there? The word entreaties actually means to ask for self. So he says, I urge that entreaties, and then prayers, that means worship, petitions, that's the word for intercession, and thanksgiving, that's thanksgiving, be made on behalf of all men. So in this one verse, Paul uses four different words for prayer. And he brings this out. I want to show you something else. This is Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. Be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. He said, be anxious for nothing but everything by prayer. That's the word for worship. Supplication, that's the word for petition. With thanksgiving, that's the Greek word for prayer for thanksgiving. Let your request, that's a different Greek word, but it also means petition. So in Philippians 4, 6, he actually gives four different words for prayer there. And we all know First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, if we tell on ourselves he's faithful, and just to forgive us and to cleanse us. So we can look in the Bible and there are all kind of aspects, all kind of ways to pray. I thought about this too, and this is something that somebody, I heard about this like years ago. And, and think about this, there, there are two aspects of prayer. Sometimes we call it prayer and sometimes arrow prayers. And what I mean by that is you may have a time in which you just sit down and you pray. And that might be the prayer aspect, and you could pray a lot of things. But it could be that as you're walking along sometime, something comes to your mind, and you say, oh, Lord, be sure and help that. I call those error prayers. You're just shooting them up to God as you go through life, as you think of something. Or you may, here's what I've done in my life. Every time I hear an ambulance or a, or a siren, whether it's an ambulance or a fire engine, I just, as soon as I hear it, I say, Lord, I don't know who it is protect who it is, whoever it is. If it's a, if, if, you know, let them, if it's a fire, get them out of the house or whatever it is. If it's a wreck, hopefully they're not hurt. So, I mean, that's, those are like what I call arrow prayers. And so you can do the same thing. We can just lift up our request to God. Well, we've seen the background. So now let's, let's see the negative example of the hypocrites and look at verse five. When you pray, you're not to be like the hypocrites. For they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so that they may be seen by men. Truly I say to you, they have, notice, they have their reward in full. So he gives a negative example. He says, don't be, don't be like the, don't be as the hypocrites, the actors. Did you know that I, I did a lot of just reading on this and the background and the Jewish people and the history and, and some of the religious leaders, would, of course, they had, they had the long robes. The longer the robe, the better. They had the, 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 the kind of little cloaks that they would wear that had the big tassels on it, and the bigger the tassel, the more holy you were supposed to be. And we talked last week about sometimes when they would give, they would blow trumpets so people would look over at them and they would put their money down in the big jars in the temple area. And this is now saying, don't be like the hypocrite who love to go out in front of the synagogues. They pray in the synagogues. They pray on the street corners so they would be seen by men. And so what they actually would do is they would go and people would see them and then they would start these prayers. I, I went to Israel in 1976 and we went to the Wailing Wall. And when you got to the Wailing Wall, you know, there's a lot of people at the Wailing Wall. And there were people who would go up and, and they would just stand there like this and pray. And then there were some people and they would be just moving like this. And, and, and sometimes, 
you thought, are they doing that just so everybody will see them? I mean, you just don't know. And I'm not trying to do their motives, but we all know that there were some religious leaders in Jesus' time that prayed, and they prayed long prayers. They prayed out in front. They prayed so that they would be seen by men. In fact, it says they love, they, they, they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on the street corners so they may be seen by men. What was the purpose? So they could be seen. The word seen there literally means revealed. So they would be revealed to other people that they are prayers. You know, we all, everybody prays. You know, I, I know it's kind of a strange thing, but y'all think I'm the professional prayer, you know, because we'll go to some place, somebody's house and there's like 20 people there and they'll say, who wants to pray? JB, you pray because you're the, you know, you're the pastor. Everybody, you know, I have to pray because, you know, sometimes I want to say, well, I want to y'all pray. But then they, they do. And, and so it's, it's, you know, praying uh, is, anybody can pray anytime, any place, anywhere about anything. These people wanted to be seen as the prayers. They wanted to be seen as the spiritual people who stood out in front of the synagogues so that they could be seen. In the Jewish culture, Psalm 55, 17, there were three different times for prayer. There was a 9 o'clock in the morning, there was a 12 o'clock and a 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The 9 in the morning was called the morning offering, and the 3 o'clock in the afternoon was called the evening offering. And you could go and pray at any of those times. And so... Some of the religious leaders would go and just stand out there and pray. And they would pray out loud, and they would pray in front of people. Now, prayer is important. I love what D.L. Moody said. D.L. Moody started Moody Bible Institute. He was a great teacher of the Bible. He said, some men's prayer needs to be cut short on the ends and set fire in the middle. And it's really true. Sometimes uh, people want to be seen by others, and they, uh, they want to be like the actors. He says, don't be like the actors. Pray in, prayer, the pray in public to be seen by others. That's what they were doing. They wanted to be seen by others. I mentioned this last week. I'll never forget this. I went, to, and I told y'all at the very end of the message last week, I went to a meeting one time. It had like 300, 400 people there. It was in a church, but it was like a, a big meeting, and they had three men up front, and they asked a man who up front that he was going to lead us in prayer to start the meeting. And I told y'all that just what happened. I was, I was in the balcony. It was that full, and I had my hands down like this, and so I, had, I could see my watch. And when he started to pray, I looked down, and for some reason, I just looked at my watch, and he prayed for over 15 minutes, maybe, maybe closer to 20. And I remember my legs were, you know, hurting. I'm going, good gracious, I'm, you know, what is he saying? I mean, it just went on and on. It was about everything you could ever imagine. And I mean, I mean listen, think about praying for 15 minutes in public in front of, what if I started praying right now? I said, let's pray, and we prayed for 15 minutes. That's a long time. And, and. You know, my question would be, why in the world did we need a 15-minute to 20-minute prayer at the start of that meeting? I mean, it's just too long, and, 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 and maybe it was to be seen. I don't know. What does it say about these people? It says their goal was to be seen, and their reward was they were seen. Realize that whenever we do something to be seen by others, that's the reward. That's the reward. And so he says, listen, when you pray, don't be like the hypocrites. Don't be like the actors. That's what the word means. They love to stand and pray in the synagogue and on the street corners. Why? So that they would be seen by people, by men. And truly, I tell you, they already have their reward. They have their reward because the reward was to be seen. They said, I want to be seen by men. You got it. You were seen by men. Well, what's the proper way to pray? 
Because that's what Jesus is going to say in verse 6. He says, but, here's the contrast. Don't be like them, but you, when you pray, go into your inner room, close your door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Now, he assumes that we're going to pray because he says, when you pray, go into an inner room. The idea is to go and get off by yourself. The idea is if you want to talk to God, it's not something you want to do that shows everybody that you're praying. In fact, that word there, he says, in a room, is really a private idea, a private room. Get off by yourself. In fact, I read something even this morning that that also meant in some people's homes, that was a little room outside their home. And, and some people, they sometimes they call that the private room. So he might even be saying, get off completely by yourself. We know that when Jesus prayed, what did he do? He got up very early in the morning, Mark chapter 1, where Jesus got up very early in the morning and was off by himself praying. In fact, if you remember, the, religion, the, um, the disciples had to come to Jesus and say, would you teach us to pray? Would you teach us to pray? And so here he says, but, we, but when you pray, go into your inner room. Close your door and pray to your fathers in secret. And your father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Our goal is not to show others that we're praying. Our goal is to talk to our heavenly father. Notice what he says, and your father, your father... We have a heavenly father. We sang some of those songs. As many as received him, that then he gave the right to become children of God. And you know, he knows everything, even if it's in secret. God sees everything. Nothing is hidden from God. Now look how the verse ends. What is done in secret, uh, the father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He will give back. Do you understand that God is so great that he rewards us for talking to him? <laughs> Think about that. He rewards us. He says, God will reward you. He will reward you when you talk to him. Now, when you talk to him in front of all people to be seen by people, there's your reward. But when you talk to him, to talk to him, to maintain your fellowship, to, to lift up your prayer request, to praise him, to worship him, all that, he will reward us. It's so amazing. If we pray to be seen, we have a reward. If we pray to God not to be seen, not necessarily so people will see us, God will reward us. Well, this is amazing. And I mentioned this a while ago, and I think it's a very true thing, is public prayers should be short and private prayers should be long. When you're praying in public, you're, you're, you're praying for a group of people as you represent them as you come to God. It's not to, to give, them, give God all your list of everything you want to talk about. Not at that time. We've seen background Negative example, proper way. And then here's the last part where he gives a caution. And it might surprise us, but look what he says. Uh, and he says, and when you are praying, this is verse 7. When you are praying, do not use meaningless repetition as the Gentiles do. For they suppose that they will be heard for their many words. Now, when he says meaningless repetition, it's the Greek word for babble. It means to say, just say things over and over and over and over again. It's almost like in the Hinduism where they take certain words and say them over and over and over again. Or it's like the, 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 when Elijah and the prophets of Baal came and he told them, well, you call out to your God and they just chanted this stuff all day long. Of course, God didn't bring, their God didn't, you know, the, the God of the, the, those People did not bring down fire until Elijah called down fire from God. It's like in the book of Acts when the Ephesians come together and they're mad at Paul 
because Diana of the Ephesians, nobody's buying Diana of the Ephesians things, so they come together in a meeting and for two hours say, great is Diana of the Ephesians, great is Diana of the Ephesians, great is Diana, they say that for two hours. Okay, so sometimes, you know, and when God is not saying you can't ask for the same thing over and over, he's saying just don't use meaningless repetition. I have a friend, I hope she's listening, I I hope she listens to this one because she's been a friend of mine for like 25 years, her name is Kim Jones, she traveled all over the world, she is one of the neatest people I've ever met. She was in a part of the world one time, over in Asia, and they said that this is how they would pray, they would take a script paper and they would write their prayer on it, they would put it on a string and they would spin it around their head and they thought that every time it went around their head, that was a prayer being offered to God. This is what he's talking about. Don't do that kind of thing. Don't, don't babble. Don't think that because you say the same word over and over that God will hear you. You don't have to have meaningless repetition. Listen to this. The Lord's Prayer has 56 words. The Gettysburg Address, 266 words. The Ten Commandments, 297 words. The Declaration of Independence, 300 words. A U.S. government order setting the price of cabbage, 26,911 words. It's not how long you talk, it's what you say. I read this the other day, when praying is better to have a heart without words than words without heart. It's so true. We're praying not to be seen. We're praying not just to say the same words over and over again. As I said, you can make the same request over and over again, but it's not just saying the words. Why? Why does he say you don't have to use this? He says, for the Gentiles think they'll be heard for their many words. Look at verse 8. So don't be like them. Why? For your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. We don't have to say the same words over and over again because our Heavenly Father knows exactly what we need before we ask Him. Look at this, Psalm 38, 9. Lord, all my desire is before you. And my sign is not hidden from you. Look, you know me. You know everything about me. You know what I want. Even before I ask it, do you know that you could, when you're coming to God and you're telling him stuff, God's not going, whoa, it's the first time I've ever heard this. He knows everything. He knows the end from the beginning. He tells us, come on. Because remember, prayer is not, prayer is not just to let God know what you want. It's to maintain our communication, our fellowship with our Father. That's what it's all about. So, if, if we pray to be seen for men, we already got a reward. If we pray to please God and be talk with Him, we'll have a reward. Look what He says. Beginning next week, we're going to say, well, how do you pray then? Because He says, pray this way. Look at verse 9. Pray this way. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be Your name. Your kingdom come, Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our debts as we forgive those, our debtors. And, and do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Next week, he teaches us how to pray. He tells us what to say, how to say it, what, what is the, the thing that we're supposed to be bringing to God. So don't do our righteousness to be seen by people, but pray to be seen by our Heavenly Father. So let's do this. Let's seek to please God, not to be seen by others. That's the key. Whether it's giving or praying or any of the other things that they say, whatever it is, uh, if we do to be seen by people, we already have our reward.
Seek to live for God and to glorify Jesus Christ. Second thing is this. Let's be people. Let's be people of prayer. Because remember, prayer is just talking to God. You can come to him anytime, anyplace, anywhere about everything. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. The second thing is when it says pray in secret, that doesn't mean you have to always be off by yourself. And that doesn't mean if somebody says, will you pray for the meal, that you say, well, I can't pray in front of people because that's bad. No, we're not talking about that. We're saying, are you praying so everybody can see that you're praying? Are you praying just to talk to the Lord. There are times to get off by yourself, get you a place. We call it a lot of times quiet time. And to talk to him. The goal is to spend time with him. And that takes us to the third thing. Maintain our fellowship with God in prayer. Remember all the different kind of prayers? Intercession, petition, intercession for praying for others, petition, praying for ourselves, thanksgiving, being thankful to God, worship, falling down below, before him basically on your face as it calls it, and confession is dealing with sin. I love this. Alexander McLaren wrote this. Prayer is to be short, to the point, and fervent. We offer our prayers with an attitude of gratitude, praise, and trust. May we be men and women of prayer, going to God to maintain our fellowship with him, not to be seen by people. 